God and judge of all, you show us that the way to your kingdom is through humility and service. Keep us true to the path of justice and give us the reward promised to those who make a place for the rejected and the poor. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. In our first reading, wise Sirach counsels us to be aware of our limitations and not think we're better than others. He also tells us that alms atone for sin. Reading from the book of Sirach, my child, perform your tasks with humility. Then you will be loved by those whom God accepts. The greater you are, the more you must humble yourself, so you will find favor in the sight of the Lord. Many are lofty and renowned, but to the humble the Lord reveals his secrets. For great is the might of the Lord, but by the humble he is glorified. When calamity befalls someone proud, there is no healing, for an evil plant has taken root in them. The mind of the intelligent appreciates proverbs, and an attentive ear is the desire of the wise. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the following passage from the letter to the Hebrews, we are told by its author that we are drawn to God by faith in God's love and not by fear of punishment. Reading from the letter to the Hebrews, Brothers and sisters, you have not come to something that can be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that not another word be spoken to them. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. Listen to this reading. It comes from the gospel according to Luke. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, the lawyers and the Pharisees were watching him closely. Jesus noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, and he told them a story. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the places of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by the host. 
and the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. When you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For whoever exalts themselves will be humbled. And whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus also said to the Pharisee who had invited him, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, don't invite your friends or your brothers or sisters or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they might invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. And then you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. The humble among us will be exalted. The arrogant among us will be humbled. The book of Sirach calls us to humility. And to understand what humility is, we have to recognize that humility is simply recognizing that everything we have is a gift. And if that's how we see our lives, everything is a gift, then everything we do is a way of giving thanks, isn't it? Everything we have is a gift from God. And the reading from the letter to the Hebrews, and we're not sure who wrote the letter to the Hebrews. The letter to the Hebrews tells us it's faith in God's love that draws us to God and not fear of God's wrath, not fear of God's punishment. When you think of God, does your mind first come to the love of God or are you caught up in fear? The letter to the Hebrews would say faith is faith in God's love. The passage we heard today from Luke's gospel comes at a time when Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. And we know what's going to happen to him in Jerusalem. He's going to suffer. 
He's going to be tortured. He's going to be nailed to a tree. He's going to die, but he's going to rise again. He's on that journey. And knowing that, I, I can't help but think that Jesus, when the Pharisees and the religious leaders are, are, are peppering him with questions, trying to trap him, that must have exhausted him. Knowing what he had to endure when he gets to Jerusalem, the questions that the Pharisees ask, questions just to trap him, must have been unbearable. Luke tells us that the people in the banquet, they were watching Jesus carefully. Trying to make sure he used the right fork and, and the right spoon and properly used his napkin but having that kind of scrutiny must have been a torture. But yet, Luke also tells us that Jesus is watching them. Jesus says to them, what are you doing? When you come into the banquet, when you come into this meal, you fight for the highest place. You fight, you push so that you can have the place of honor. Why are you doing that? That's the way it is in the world, but not in God's kingdom that Christ came to give. In the kingdom, we don't fight for the highest seat, the highest place. Come to think of it, that's kind of ironic for me. Look where I sit during mass, but... Uh, not to fight or scramble for the highest place, but to take the lowest place. And then Jesus tells the Pharisee who invited him to his house for this meal, he tells him, when you throw a banquet, uh, don't invite your neighbors, don't invite rich people, don't invite your family, people who can pay you back. Because if you do that, if you just invite people who can pay you back, that's going to be a reward. Instead, invite the blind, the lame, the broken ones. Invite them and you will be rewarded with a place of honor at the kingdom banquet. Who do we hang out with? Who are the blind and the poor and the broken ones that we welcome into our lives? Are they welcome in our parish community? We have a group in the parish uh, the, the social justice teaching of the Catholic Church is based on this gospel vision, welcoming the poor, the broken ones, the outcasts. That's what the church teaches. That's our responsibility. 
And we do have a, a group in the parish who, who works with the social justice teaching of the church. One of the leaders of that group, A.J. Wagner, recently died. As this parish family, we pray that he will be rewarded with the seat of honor at the kingdom banquet. And we pray that the social justice committee will be able to continue their good work to make this gospel come alive, become true. At the end of this gospel, Jesus says, don't invite your, your relatives, don't invite people who can pay you back. Invite the poor. Welcome the poor and the outcast. I got a story for you. You ready for a story? Of course you are. It was Christmas. I was a seminarian. Went to Christmas Mass at my home parish, St. Rochus. I was on the choir. We used to sing the Christmas carols in Croatian, and I really loved doing that. And Father Gardner was having Mass. Remember Father Gardner who was here like two weeks ago? Uncle Clemmy. Yeah, well, Uncle Clemmy was having Mass. But he was in the middle of his homily, and the door to the church swung open. And in walked Railroad Joe. Railroad Joe was a neighborhood hobo. And it was obvious by the way he staggered up the aisle that he had been drinking. The Christmas celebration started early for Joe. As he stumbled up the aisle, he stood right in front of Father Gardner where he was preaching the gospel and Railroad Joe said, you're doing a good job, kid. Give him hell. <laughs> well, you could have heard a pin drop. Everybody in the church we, <gasps> gasped. And Railroad Joe just turned around and walked out. From the choir, I watched this. And I was really afraid because included in the assembly at that mass was my football coach, Ed, Uncle Ed. And Ed was a retired policeman. And I thought, oh, Ed's going to throw this guy out. This is not going to be good. But Ed stayed where he was. What I remember about this event, this celebration, is that Clem gave a powerful, powerful teaching. It went something to the effect that in Christmas, in celebrating the birth of Christ, we recognize that God became human. He shared our humanity. And so that we can learn to recognize God in every brother, in every sister we come across in our lives. 
Could it be that God used Railroad Joe to teach us that powerful lesson? To teach us to recognize God's presence in the poor, the sick, the hurting ones, the broken ones. When we learn to do that, we are assured that our place at the banquet of heaven will be a place of honor, a place near Jesus, the King. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.